Welcome, 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 everyone. You know what this is. This is Dr. Renee Sunday. So, you know, I know. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for being here. You know, I always have to stop every broadcast. I, I got to do it every broadcast. I have to let you know that I really, truly thank you for checking us out on iTunes. You, you downloading us over there. I'm like, wow, thank you, thank you. And then you're checking us out on YouTube. You're on our website. You know, ReneeSunday.com. And social media, we thank you. We thank you. My team, you know, they make me look good, okay? <laughs> so we have to get them, you know, we have to get them the top so they're doing their job. And, I, and I'm just glad to be that vessel. But we want to say thank you. Thank you for believing in us. Mm, thank you that we believe in you as well. Because, you know, I always say this. You have something so great inside that is just for you. But it's not just for you. <laughs> Because we need to get it out to the world. Because somebody right now needs the problems, the problems that you have been through, challenges, the situations. You know, we don't like to say pain the purpose, but unfortunately, sometimes it's like that. Somebody needs that right now because they having the same or similar problem, challenge, or they don't know the next direction. And that's just a, so amazing that we can help our brothers and sisters. You know, when the, when it says we are our brothers and sisters, keep I believe in that. And it does take the whole village. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Okay? But we're going to get into this because we have a powerhouse with us. Woo! I, you know, it's just so amazing. I, you know I love when we have, uh, well, all I guess, but you know I really love when we have amazing people that, I mean, they can really tell you uh, what's really going on in the world. You you know, you try to act like you don't know, but she's going to let you know. Okay? We have an amazing uh, woman of uh, God. I'm going to say she is one of God because she has been through a lot, but she can tell us a story that you can continue because you actually have so much inside of you that needs to come out. We have the amazing world changer herself, Dr. Latasha D. Holden with us. She's an inspirationalist. I love that. I said, ooh, you got to get that trademark. Okay? But she transformed her own life, which we always have to do our inner work, right, over the last 10 years by the grace of God. Okay? But she went from a GED to a PhD. You see, you hear me? Okay? <laughs> And then not just one book, not just two books, not just ten books, but 12 and more books published. And she went from homelessness to a political candidate. Mm. She recently, she, she has proclamations here in the amazing city of Atlanta. You know, I'm here in the hot ATL, but she is actually a leader in the community. She has really, really showed us in her life and continue to do that she has defined, I mean, what the art? I mean, she just goes beyond that, and she actually inspires people, not just here local, but the world. And we want to welcome her to the Dr. Renee Sunday show. I'm so excited. We want to welcome none other, the world changer, and I mean that herself, Dr. Latashi Holden. Are you there? Hi. Thank you for having me. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Let's do this. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing things that's going on in your life. Woo. Oh, my goodness. Well, like, I mean, you kind of hit this, everything on the nose. I'm Dr. Latarsha Holden, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm an inspirational speaker, and with, now it's been 12 years since my homeless journey. Um, so, uh, but, but then the first, the last 10 years, 
I went from being, like you said, homeless in the streets of Atlanta. We was homeless for about three and a half years, myself and my six children. Uh, I was 35 years old, uneducated, and underemployed. So statistically, my family was not supposed to survive that. I mean, here I was, an African-American woman that was – didn't know what liberation or freedom looked like, not alone just for herself, but for her six children. So, and I decided to fight. I didn't know what that would look like. I mean, I was 35. I dropped out in 10th grade, had four children by the time I was 22. So being someone that accomplished goals definitely was not my starting point. But I knew I had to do something to change the trajectory of my family's life. So while we was homeless in 2007, I decided to enroll in college. We was living in a board-up house as squatters, and I um, started college at Beulah Heights. Back then it was Bible college. Didn't really know what the educational journey was going to look like since I had dropped out in 10th grade. But I went from being homeless in the streets of Atlanta to running for city council in the 2017 election from a GED to a doctorate in leadership studies. I became a 12-time published author earlier this year, I launched an inspiration T-shirt and product line, and I just released a Christian comic book um, in June of this year because I wanted to encourage others that God is still with us no matter what is going on in the world. So it's definitely been a busy last 12 years. <laughs> yes, it has. I mean, you really – I meant that when I said a, a world changer. I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about uh, – and, 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 of course, many of our listeners, and, and of course, uh, but I just want to get that out there because someone may need that. What do you think what was inside of you that actually allowed you, and I'm going to say, I'm going to choose that word, to keep going and not give up? Because, of course, our circumstances sometimes beat us up, and then we hear this in our you know, that the voice say this and one voice say that, you know what I'm saying? So what do you mm-hmm. think gave you that drive or that zeal to not give up and continue to move forward? Well, you know, initially um, I really didn't start off saying I was going to run for city council. I was going to write 12 books. That All that stuff was the far, furthest thing from my mind, you know. But I knew I had 12 eyes watching me, and I knew no one was going to come save us but me. You know, I didn't really know how to save us. So what I did was to save my six children because I made a vow to them that the streets was not going to raise them nor the jails house them. And so, to, and I gave my six children the only thing I possessed. I, was, I told them I didn't have anything materially to give them, but the one thing I had to give them was to show them how to serve at our Lord. And I have the new paper clippings. We did events around Hurricane Katrina time. And they was kind of, you got to understand, Dr. Sonny, back then, I had the homeless journey was so hard because I had two kids in high school, two kids in middle school, two kids in elementary. So it was one thing to keep my mindset going, but I'm also have to keep six people from defects, drugs, gangs, alcohol. But in order that I saved my six children, and really at that time I didn't really think they was paying me any attention. Um, I taught them how to give back, and out of that, my children turned around. And my oldest son came to me his senior year in high school and said, Mother, by what you showed me about giving back, my wealth served the United States Marine Corps. He recently retired oh. after 10 and a half years in the Marines. He's now a, a sophomore in college pursuing a bachelor's 
in um, business. I have a daughter who said her well giving back is going to the medical field. She's an EMT, a licensed pharmacy tech, and she's in college her second year pursuing a bachelor's in human services. Another daughter came and said, well, her way of giving back is going to the human service field. She just recently graduated in May with her bachelor's in human services. She's been in the United States Army two years. One son is a caretaker. He's gainfully employed. My daughter, she's 19 years old. She became a two-time Christian published author by the time she was 16. She just released her first children's book and has branded that. I mean, she just made that into a full brand with other products. And she's a spoken word artist and has her own T-shirt line. And then my youngest son, he would be 18 this month. So I'm, all, I'm finished now, Dr. Son. I have actually raised six children. I, don't, I told him I'm going to get a bag and go somewhere with some coconuts and sit on the beach now. <laughs> but his name is Omega. Omega is the last and the end. There's no more coming after him. But to see my six children leading as leaders in their own right, if God did nothing else for me, I believe as a leader, and I believe ministry starts at home, I believe I've done a good job. Yes, you have. I commend you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's just so amazing. Um, and my mom and dad said it all the time with, with us that, you know, that our, our only dream was for you guys to do better than us, you know, and then you have, you know, they always say we have superseded that. And it's just an honor. It's just an honor now to, you know, and I say this uh, in, in, in love, them now. <laughs> that's the way <laughs> said. But that's just so amazing. You just go, who would bring a light to everyone? I, I want to ask something that's kind of, it may be a difficult uh, question to ask, and, and especially being in a major city, Atlanta, but of course, California, New York, and, you know, Detroit, so many that I can continue to name, Charlotte, and on and on, and Las Vegas, um, what do you think, and this may be a hard question to, to answer, you know, because a lot of people, every every situation is different. You know, we have to say that. But what do you think that's missing right now in helping our brothers and sisters that's in a difficult situation, meaning, you know, homelessness or feeling like they not, you know, because you have to feel that you have work, you know, because sometimes we ain't going to go to the next step if we don't feel that we worthy, that we feel like we have a push you know, inside. So what do you think just in general that we missing of helping our brothers and sisters, you know, just, you know, globally, not just here in the United States and local here in Atlanta, but it, but do you think that, you know, what we're missing, I know you have to want to receive that, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, on previous interviews, <laughs> that question has been posed to me. What, what I learned when I was homeless for three and a half years uh, the hardest thing about that journey was the mental shift. And I think mm-hmm. what, what we – it's not about just e- erecting programs and, you know, you know you, you, they just need jobs. They just need this. The longer a person is in a situation, uh, homelessness, addictions, whatever the case may be, the, the, that mil- <laughs> the strain, the PTSD that comes with that, it's not as easy as people think for them to just do a mental shift. I'm just going to be honest. Had God not intervened with me, there was no way I could have did that. I'm born and raised here. I have family members here. Nobody would help me. The journey got so hard, I walked into a hospital in Riverdale, Georgia, and I told the lady at the desk that I don't want to live anymore. And she said, ma'am, are you saying you want to commit suicide? I said, yes. I mean, as an ordained pastor myself, I often pose the question, what happens when your struggle outlasts your strength? Mm 
And it's easy to go through something when it's two days, couple of weeks, months, but when it starts becoming years, the strain of that on your mental and emotional psyche is, is almost unbearable. So the hospital kept mm. me for a week for observation, and on that floor they had a padded room for those who are really harmful to themselves or other, others. And I remember asking the lady at the desk on that floor, I said, can I go into that room? Now, I wasn't raised in the church. I didn't know God. She said, ma'am, you are no threat to anyone. I said, but I need to go in there. And every day I was there for that week for observation, I would go into that room and drop down to my knees and cry out, God, are you there? Please help me. And I did that for the week I was there. But when they released me, my situation did not immediately change, but I knew something was different. I knew I was not alone. And before I knew it, I had matriculated through college and got my AA, my BA, my MBA. But Dr. Sunday, when I got accepted to the PhD program for leadership studies, now I did want to bundle, jump up to heaven and high-five my man and say we did it. But I think it's the mental shift. It's, it's the mm-hmm. people, and I'm, I'm, I'm in the process now of writing leadership, a book on leadership and a mental shift. But that's the thing. You know, I think that's what we're missing. I think my suggestion would be, if you have an organization, please have a piece in them where you either partner with counselors or it's not just case management where you're having people write out a plan. The mental shift was the hardest thing I had to overcome to see myself in the way God was trying to see me. I was 35 years old when I was homeless. So I had lived half of my life at that time, so to speak. You know, pretty much my mindset had been framed, you're nobody. You don't have nothing to offer the world. You're just a woman who had kids, mm-hmm. you, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me to go through that mental shift, that was the hardest part of my journey. And that's how I know, and that's how I know if it wasn't for God, I, w- I would probably still be stuck. But I just think that peace need to definitely be, give people a chance to kind of get their bearings together. Not just start a, a homeless, a transitional shelter and just, all right, here go your job. I've been homeless. I'm just giving an example. What if someone's been homeless 10 years and you just want to throw them out there, here go a job? They haven't had a chance to kind of, they, they're lost. They've been in survival mode for 10 years. Give them a, cha- a process, a bridge. Let that, it should, that counseling piece should be a bridge from one piece. For, from the, they lost themselves somewhere along their journey. And I think we need to help people get back to that point where they lost themselves at, not just start from right there and thinking, and that's why we don't really feel success rate amongst people with addictions and homelessness and other um, situations. I totally agree with you. You got you got really my spirit is jumping because I, I being a counselor and you know being you know a minister and men, you know in the medical field and, and and you know media. I I think that's what we missing as well. It's amazing that mm-hmm. we got kindred spirits on that. But <laughs> maybe we need to come together with that because uh, me personally, I went through you know ladies and gentlemen, you know I went through bullying and, and the poverty uh, uh, mindset, but mine didn't really. Got to hold it until I went into uh, really entrepreneurship. Yeah, I am a, a board certified anesthesiologist, um, but the key is when I meet somebody that have anesthesia, you know, we may meet five minutes, we may meet two minutes, and people that come in with trauma, they don't even know I'm there trying to, you know, help, you know, save their life, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't second guess me. Knock on wood, I have not had a patient second guess me. They may say where I did my training, which is fair, or where, how many years, or I look too young. And I say, I like that part. I look too young to be doing that. <laughs> but the key is 
that's tough, but with entrepreneurship, you can have some people watch you for two years and then they'll say they'll, they'll uh, uh, purchase seven dollars <laughs> or something like that. They have to watch you, and and that was my big. So I so the point I'm getting at is I have to really go through personal development counseling myself because. It was so much of a dynamic change for me, so I totally agree. I think any difficult situation, you know, someone passing away, you know, the the you know uh, the, the pandemic, uh, rioting, you know, you know, homeschooling, all that. I think all of us, and I think we as African Americans, and I think we get much better, much better. You know, back in the day, what happened in the house stayed in the house. I think we get much better with that, and that doesn't mean that you need to be on quote-unquote, medication, exactly. you know, uh, and that, you know, people say all those different things about that. But just sometimes to have someone to listen to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's yes. a lot. Because people say, you you don't, you know, with the grief counseling, 98% of it is just listening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I commend you for that. Oh, my Lord, you just so amazing. Oh, that just made me feel so good. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's some jewels here that you, you're throwing out to us. But let me ask you this, because you, you did mention, you know, because there's so many, you know, I, I'm privileged it, 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 as, as God has really taken care of the I always say this joker, because he know I'm off the track. <laughs> <laughs> being, being an author of so many books, ladies and gentlemen, oh, Lord have mercy, you know, uh, how has that helped you, getting, you know, getting your thoughts, number one, into a print version, of course, how, how has that pretty much changed your, your life? Because everybody has a story, but so many people are fearful or they hesitate uh, of putting out a book or something in the publication. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because you have more than 12 and, and more and more to come, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for for me, um, I, I believe in a holistic family approach. So with my writings, um, that my 12 books, I got my life story. And then I wanted to target the, the, the smaller kids in a family. So I wrote four children's books that deals with diversity, kindness, uh, friendship, and, and um, uh, for little kids to start to accept their gifts, you know, that we're all different. And then I wanted to reach the middle-aged kids in a home. So I wrote a four-part youth series because our children are facing issues that we necessarily didn't really face or it was kind of hidden back then. So the four-part youth series deal was bullying, sex trafficking, teen dating violence, love and forgiveness. And then I wrote a 60-page workbook training manual where I shared the seven pillars that I put into place um, to start the process of transforming my mind, my mindset. So now I'm reaching the moms and the dads. And then I wrote a, uh, a book for ministry, letting people know the importance of staying on the potter's wheel. And a, and a book of thoughts and reflections, my personal thoughts, reflections, quotes, I've just along my journey. And so my thing, I just wanted to target um, the, the family unit as a whole. And so that's how my book Now I'm going more a little deeper. Uh, I'm about to write a two projects coming up, one on leadership and a parenting guide. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just any way that I can use my gifts. You know, I'm not, for me, my story is totally different. I'm not, I didn't come from nothing traditional. Um, you know, I didn't go, to, you know, the regular traditional journey, graduate high school, 
go to college, you know, get a, get into corporate America, sororities. I literally worked from rock bottom. I mean, you know, at from 35 years old to be uneducated and underemployed with six children and homeless. And I didn't I didn't know anyone with big names. I didn't have money. I didn't have resources. So for me, I'm just trying to reach people to, so they can change the narrative for their lives as well. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Oh, my God, that's so powerful. So what can you, you know, time goes by so quickly here. We can talk all day and night with you. But, <laughs> but <tell laughs> any last-minute things you want to uh, address? But and then after that, you know, uh, please tell us how we can support you in the many things that you're doing, how we can get your products and services, and, of course, how we can support you on social media as well. Well, I, I just want to say my Christian comic book, The Light Share Rule, um, check it out. Um, it's available on my web. All of my books are on my website where you can purchase, but my Christian comic book came out in June of this year. It's just another creative. Uh, during the, for me, during the pandemic, a lot of people, I felt, just didn't want to sit and be bogged down with readings. You know, so I came up with another creative way to encourage the people of faith, to encourage people. So check out my comic book, The Light Share Rule. All of my books on my website is www.drdrlatarshaholden.info. So it's drlatarshaholden.info. Um, if you're looking for an inspirational speaker for your event, I do coaching sessions, personal development workshops. You can email me at latarshaholden at yahoo.com. Or book your coaching session at 404-838-9587. And I'm on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Oh, wow. That's so amazing. Well, first of all, Dr. Holden, we want to thank you so much for being in your purpose and not giving up, not caving in. We just thank you for that. But also we want to thank you so much for taking time out your busy schedule to, to be a guest here on the Dr. Renee Sunday. Um, so if you have any, anything that you're working on, anything that God's put in your spirit, you need our assistance. Please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Okay, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Oh, Lord, look. Ladies and gentlemen, you know she got me going and going and going. I just love, <laughs> I just love. I just love when a butterfly just take off. You know, it was fun as a butterfly, okay? <laughs> but if you guys want to be a guest here on the Dr. Renee Sunday podcast, you know how to get in contact with us, ReneeSunday.com. And you know, we you can DM us on all, any of the social media. You know, we all on TikTok. We everywhere, okay? So you can <laughs> always do that. And if you want to be part of our magazine, the Good Deeds magazine, you can be on the cover or put an article or advertise your business or services, you can do that. We have several magazines out there. We have The Caregiver, The Good Deeds, and we have uh, this new one that's coming out. I'm so excited that's going to represent uh, the cities of the United States. So I'm, I'm excited about that because we need to know about what the people are doing. So you, we say on social media to support each other, but sometimes we don't know what you offer. So we're going to help you with that uh, here in on our platform. So I just love it. But I want you to remember, you know I love you, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. I love you. I truly, I'm not just saying it. But I want you to know that you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. We, I'm included, we need to do three things. We have to believe, we have to trust, 
and we have to walk it out. You know the rest. We got to don't stop, get it, get it, right? And what do we get it? We're getting our purpose, and we're getting our purpose now. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder. I love you. And this is the Dr. Renee Sunday Show podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.